Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Hard to believe we're just a couple of weeks away from Christmas. So far, nobody said happy holidays. Thank God. Uh, We have lots coming up for you today. Still ahead this hour, David Milgard will be joining us. David spent 23 years of his life in prison. He was convicted of sexual assault and the murder of a young nurse in Saskatchewan. And, of course, as we all know in this country now, he was innocent. I've talked to David a couple of times this week about uh, an excerpt from something that he wrote for Canada 150, which appeared in uh, newspapers across this country. And uh, one of the questions I asked him was, after you've been in prison for 15 years or longer for a crime that you did not commit, and they come to you and they say, look, if you'll just plead guilty, just plead guilty, we'll let you go. Why didn't you do that? Because many people would. Well, I'll have uh, I'll ask David to answer that question later on in the hour. Also ahead this hour, Abdurrahim Fukara, who's the Washington bureau chief of Al Jazeera, on the moving of the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. That's not going to happen overnight, but there has been a lot of response in the Middle East. And we're going to begin with Michelle Rimple. Uh, Ms. Michelle Rimple, who is a... Uh, the uh, immigration critic for the Conservative Party of Canada. And yesterday, there was an exchange between uh, Ms. Rempel and the immigration minister, the liberal immigration minister, Ahmed Hussain, in a parliamentary committee that had to do with the... Well, Michelle, was it all about the citizenship guide, or was there something else that was being discussed in that in that committee? Yeah, uh, the minister was appearing in front of our committee to... <laughs> on a routine motion to look at uh, something called supplementary estimates. This is the process by which Parliament allocates funding to the government for various expenditures. So in these meetings, um, you know, the ministers expected to show up and be prepared on a wide variety of topics. Um, I I chose to go on this uh, topic. It shouldn't have been a surprise to him. I've been raising it for the last, you know, 10 days. And uh, earlier in the week, I had raised the issue of the fact that they've outsourced the citizenship guide, uh, test questions to be developed. So that's where I started my question line. I honestly didn't think that it was going to go that way because I thought the minister was going to respond to the question, and he didn't. And, uh, yeah, it was was a surprise to a lot of people, I think. So uh, you said what to the the minister, and and how did he respond? Because from what I understand, it became somewhat heated. As a matter of fact, let's have a listen to a little bit of it. government has uh, recently gone to tender for a vendor who will write Canada's citizenship test. And it's also my understanding that the government has decided to revise Canada's citizenship guide. Uh, ostensibly, there will be expenditures related to this decision, and my questions relate to the content of both instruments, which has relevancy related to the expenditures included therein. Um, Will uh, the minister reverse uh, his decision to remove female genital mutilation from Canada's citizenship guide? 
I haven't uh, done that and the assertion that, uh, first of all, the, the, the citizenship guide hasn't been written. It's, we are consult, we're still in the consultation stage to put so together. So the draft, uh, uh, the draft? Can I finish my, my answer, I don't please? have enough time. So the draft I'm, I'm guide I'm trying to finish. Mr. Wait. Chair, can I finish? I've been asked Mr. a question. Chair, I'd like order. to finish my answer. Uh, point of order. I was so, asking a yes or no uh, question. I appreciate I've been asked a question. I'd like to finish my, an, my Mr. answer, Chair, please, point of order. if that's possible. On decorum, you, you must appreciate I, I have very limited amount of time to question the minister. I'm looking for a yes or no answer, not a talk-the-clock answer. So my... I will be brief and, and brief. The Honourable the Member is suggesting that I've removed something from a product that hasn't been completed, so it, I'd it, like to set the record straight. Okay, okay, so that's how it went yesterday. So you were trying to get a yes or no on the removal of female genital mutilation being part of the discussion points and the issues that people uh, taking on Canadian citizenship, becoming Canadian citizens, would have to understand is not, uh, not, not welcome in this country. But the, the but the minister wouldn't give you an answer. So you know, further in the discussion, uh, so so what, the reason why I've been raising this is that a draft version of the citizenship guide uh, was released uh, in in late June. So this has been out for for months. It was reported on in the media, and media reports showed that that particular section of the guide had been removed in the draft. Um, so my question line was, well. So, so he, he went on to say, well, we're consulting. And I asked, well, who, who, which group, who, who would possibly want that removed from the guide? And, you know, he, after interrogation, he said, well, no one. And I said, well, will you commit to reversing the decision? Well, we haven't finished consulting it. So what was shocking was nowhere in this, I think it was about nine-minute exchange, did he condemn the practice of FGM. And it, what is beyond me is that if no one is asking for this to be removed, then why would they still be? Why is this a question? Like, why why am I spending nine minutes of parliamentary committee time listening to you obfuscate on this issue? It um, it was beyond the pale. Um, it was bizarre, and uh, I, I just I just don't understand what happened. And I don't understand the motivation there. Who's doing the uh, the review? Who are they doing the consulting with? And why is it, as you say, why is it necessary to have any consultation on FGM? So that is the question I asked the minister, uh, and that he responded with the same line he did over and over again, we are consulting. He then suggested that I wasn't consulting, and I pointed out that I had been, and that we now, we have a petition that over 19, close to 20,000 Canadians have signed in a very short period of time asking the government to reverse this decision, um, I haven't heard a single advocacy group suggest that shedding light on this practice, which part of the issue is that, you know, it happens in a, in a shroud of silence, and that part of the way to combat it is to allow women to understand that this is something that is not tolerable, that it's illegal in Canada, and that their right is to not have this happen to them. Like, having more information about this out there is, is a good and, and, and just thing. Um, I, I can't, I can't imagine somebody phoning you up right now, um, and having a justifiable rationale as to what, to having a line in the citizenship guide that talks about this. Um, no, I, I can't either. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't understand. And, and you have a minister of the crown. Um, you know, and further in the exchange, you know, the, the the chair of the committee had to intervene because, like, when I wasn't getting anything, I just said, "Well, what do you think, minister? Like, what is your opinion?" You know, you've used the same talking point. Let's consult, let's consult. 
at the end of the day, this is your decision. What is your opinion on it? And he wouldn't answer, and the chair of the committee actually had to intervene. He intervened and said, well, the minister's opinion isn't relevant. I argued otherwise, but the chair overruled me because the Liberals have a majority on the committee. It was, um, you know, I've seen a lot of exchanges in Parliament. This was the most bizarre. Um, and, and frankly, his contempt, too. His tone was so contemptuous. It was um, uh, it was bizarre. Uh, FGM is, is a criminal offense in this country, is it not? It is. Um, so it's, I, so it's I, cut I, and dried. It is. Um, but beyond that, Roy, like part of the issue is that women won't report this crime. There's, there's a lot of reasons why women tend to not report it. So it's yeah. not usually, it's not something that's frequently prosecuted. True. And that's because there's a lot of social stigma. So when you talk to people who... Are, are trying to combat the practice, the first line of defense on this is shedding light on it, right? Is getting information out into the public for people to understand that this is something that they don't have to undergo. Um, so, so to me, that's why, you know, looking at the citizenship guide as one vehicle to do that, you know, it, it, it's, resp- it, it's different than, you know, saying thou shalt not murder, right? That's sort of like a generally yeah. accepted, yeah. understood principle around the world. Um, and 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 that those are crimes that are reported. Um, you know, FGM practices that happen sort of in a shroud of silence. Uh, there, there's something that needs to be in the citizenship guide, and that's why I've been so vociferous on this. Like, there's I don't know why they would take this, take it out. There's yeah. no justification. Seems to me that uh, the uh, that their plan is to take it out, and uh, the minister didn't want to be called out on it. And so he didn't want to answer, and he was looking for somebody to, to help him get away from your question. I, I, I mean, that would be speculation on my part. Well, but I'm I, just saying I that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, it was... Um, I, I actually had a whole other line of questions prepared, because I thought, well, after 10 days of me, you know, badgering him on this, he, he knew he was coming to committee. He, he, it should have been no surprise that this was being you know, raise, right. I, I thought he was going to just answer it on the first go, and then, you know, we would move on, but I was wrong. Well, now, of course, uh, they're in a box, and uh, clearly he he needs to provide an answer, he needs to provide the correct answer, and he needs to do it quickly, Michelle, because yesterday's performance was just abysmal on, on, the, on, on, the, on the part of the minister. Uh, yeah, I, I I also half expected him after being sort of skewered over this that he would have issued some sort of a statement afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I I've been on the government side of the aisle before. I've seen you know ministers uh, have a you know you know have need to have clarification on the issue and then issue a statement later. They've been silent on this, um, so I just. I don't understand why. Maybe there'll be some clarification early in the week, but uh, if not, please stay on it and let's keep, let you and, and I keep talking about this, uh, what's going to happen on this program. Thanks so much, and I appreciate you uh, shedding light on this issue as well. It's Any, important. Anytime, Michelle. Thank you very much. What you're doing is extremely important. Take care. Take care. Michelle Rimple, uh, Calgary Member of Parliament, Conservative Party. Member of Parliament. When we come back, Abdel Rahim Fukara, the Washington Bureau Chief of Al Jazeera, on the decision by uh, Donald Trump, the President of the United States, 
to move the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and the fallout from that decision. Stay with us. <laughs> 